Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Start me up, baby! It's Mick and the boys on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Mick's been running hot, man. Hey, you're listening to Steelers Chalk Talk. I'm Tank Tantlinger. If you start me up, I'll never stop. Never stop. The Stones, man. I could use the Stones show so bad. Let me turn that down. Mick and the boys, man. Long live Charlie Watts. Hey, you're listening to Steelers Chalk Talk here on Fox Sports Radio, Wheeling, Pittsburgh. I am Tank Tanlinger. We are here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. to talk about your Steelers. And, geez, I just don't know what we'll talk about this week on the show. Don't have a lot to talk about. Let's talk about... Well, the Ray Bolitnikoff punter you got, uh, Percy Harvin. He's pretty inconsistent. No, you know what we're going to talk about. Kenny, Kenny. Those chants at Heinz Field were, were unbelievable, and Coach Tomlin must have uh, heard him at halftime. Either that or Mitch Jabitsky got jacked up just before the half. I mean, he took a brutal hit. Um, and maybe that made it a lot easier for the decision to put in Kenny Pickett. Hey, you know, the quarterback, Mike McMahon. Yeah, Pittsburgh guy, Mike McMahon, my buddy, my pal, my golfing partner, my golfing partner. Yeah, Mike played at Rutgers, quarterback. He played in the NFL. Detroit Lions, Philly Eagles with Terrell Owens. Mike played in the league for a long, long time. He knows football, man. Uh, Finally, got him out of his coaching chair. Uh, He's been coaching high school football this year. So we finally got together to record our first show. And, of course, Kenny Pickett was on our mind this week. So let's take it to me and Mike uh, talking about Kenny, Kenny. Yeah, the, the screams were overwhelming down there at Akershire. I'll have another drink. Stadium. Steelers Nation huddle up. It's Tank and Mike for Steelers Chalk Talk. Akershore Stadium is empty now, but Sunday afternoon against the Jets, the chance of Kenny, Kenny, Kenny must have been so overwhelming. They finally, either Mitch Trubisky oh no. got hurt before uh, uh, the second half, or Coach Tomlin uh, changed his game plan, Mike. Well, no, it's been going on all season, and, and they've 
you've heard some stuff, you know, come out of the locker room a little bit. It's tough. It can, it can divide the locker room with the what the media is doing and what the fans are doing. But I think the Pittsburgh Steelers panicked a little bit. It wasn't Mitch Trubisky's fault on Sunday. Uh, you saw Pickett come in. His first pass was an interception in the double coverage, which he had no business throwing. But then the defense gets an interception back, takes it down to the one, Pickett punches it in. Now everyone thinks Kenny Pickett's a savior. When really it was kind of the defense that stepped up. You need better defensive play. You need better special teams play. You need better offensive play across the board. You've got to get the ball to Fryermuth. You've got to get the ball to Pickens and quit trying to force feed Deontay Johnson or Claypool. Pickens is a guy that you need to get the ball in his hands. He's a tough physical receiver. He'll make... The, the, the dirty block that you need to make that Heinz Ward used to, and he'll go up and make that combat catch and bail your quarterback out of trouble. Now, with that being said, you got to help Mitch Trubisky with the play calling a little bit. Let, you know, take the training wheels off, take the handcuffs off, let him push it downfield a little bit more. Here's the reason why you panicked. You don't put Kenny Pickett in because now all of a sudden you can't go back. You can't go and back? Now you put him in, you should have waited till after the bye week. And here's my reason. You lose to the Jets. You're one and four. We talked about it in the early in the season. We predicted a one and four start because of the tough schedule. Thought they would lose to the Bengals and then beat the Jets. They end up losing to the Jets and somehow beat the Bengals because of a long snap. Shoot, they should have been zero and four. Really. But here's the deal. Now you have the Buffalo Bills. Oh. Then you have Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Heard of him. Then <laughs> heard of him. Then you have the red hot Miami Dolphins. Yep. And then you have the four and zero Philadelphia Eagles. So you got three and one, two and two Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, three and one Miami Dolphins, four and zero Eagles. All four of those defenses are in the top ten right now. All four of those teams in all of the power rankings are in the top seven. One team mm. has the Bucks a little lower. One mm. team has the Dolphins a little lower. But mm. top seven are the power rankings. You want to talk about you throwing Kenny to him, the Lions? Yeah. And here's the thing, you know. He's either going to get hurt yep. or he's going to lose his confidence. But how about and this? So what if Tomlin comes out today and says, sorry, Tra- I had to. Trubisky got hurt. I mean, that was a hell of a hit. He has an out here if he goes, Trubisky got hurt, and that's why I had to go to Kenny. He has that much of an, an out to hit reset with this thing. Does that happen today? I, I can't read minds, and, and I don't envision him doing that. I, I just, you know, we made a decision. We're moving forward. You know, the standard is the standard, and we expect Kenny to hold up to the standard. That's what I think you're going to hear. You know, one of the beefs against Mitch Trubisky was, that, and you could see this on some, during some of the uh, uh, games, that he wasn't going through his progressions. He was looking at his first receiver, going to his first receiver, trying to make things happen. Was that a product of that offensive line being so bad? Instead of having, what, 2.6 seconds to throw, he only had 2.2? Not being able to go through your progressions because of a bad offensive line? I'm not so sure. I mean, it it could be uh, part of the uh, problem. But, again, you know, as a quarterback, when you drop back, your feet are your timing mechanism. So once you hit that last foot, you should be either planning and throwing or Hitching and throwing depending on that route to the number one. <laughs> if you hit that second hitch, you are on to number two. Okay, and then you hit the third hitch, you're on to number three. Now, 
how many hitches can he get through? Does he have that much time? Maybe he is getting a little bit spooked. Maybe he is getting pressure. That happens. Mike, as I told you before, you know, I hate this Matt Canada offense. I don't think he's qualified to be an NFL quarterback, uh, offensive coordinator. You're talking about going through your hitches, going through your progressions. Matt Canada was running these stupid jet sweeps to start the season. And in addition, he had Trubitsky flying 10 yards to the right, well, finding a receiver. How are flying 10 yards to the left to find a receiver. That also cuts down your ability to go through progressions, well, right? Yeah, but when you do that, you know, the jet sweep, as long as you have a pass off of it, a play action I don't mind pass, a jet sweep once a, every 179 yeah, but plays. You, but you got to have a play action pass off of it, a misdirection. What you're trying to do is move the linebackers, move the defense. Right. And then by moving the quarterback, you're trying to change the launch angle to help the offensive line. At the same time, when you do play action pass, you know, you have to success or try to successfully to Sell run, it. run the football, and then you get those linebackers to bite up and you get those easy passes in behind it. So therefore, on a play action pass, you have a, a, a second level route, which is right behind the linebackers in front of the safeties, and then you have another level route behind the safety. So if the safety bites up to take that first level away, you go over the top to that second level. I'm not so sure they're actually doing that, and they're not really utilizing the play action pass. There's no way they're doing it. They gotta help them out. There's no way they're doing it. At least in the first four games, there's no way. I mean, stats don't lie. I mean, this offense stinks. It's at the bottom of the league in just about every single category. Again, I am not going to put this on Trubisky. I'm putting it on Matt Canada. Well, it is. And here's the thing: when you help, one of the quarterbacks best friends and best weapons, especially for young quarterbacks or maybe quarterbacks that are struggling, is a tight end off a of play-action oh. pass. And then the other issue is... If we could, only had a tight end. Well, you do have a good tight end. <laughs> and here's the thing is you could actually move George Pickens into a slot role, oh. and now you can get him in that blocking game because oh. he's big enough to go block inside, but he's also big enough to go over that middle. I think you got Fryermuth and you move Pickens to the inside, maybe use some play action with those guys blocking and bluff blocking and then getting to that second level and getting some passes behind them, getting some bluff passes. That will help your young, inexperienced quarterback or your quarterback that's struggling right now because of the struggling offensive line. All right, Mike, so... Let's assume Kenny Pickett is moving forward as your quarterback for our beloved Pittsburgh Steelers. This offense that has been ineffectual throughout the season so far, last in the league, rushing, passing. What do you do as an offensive coordinator? Right now, if I hire you, fire Matt Canada and hire you, what do you do with this offense? Well, you get, first and foremost, you got to make sure when you do throw the football, if you're going to go with Kenny Pickett, you have an out for him because teams are will come pressure him. As a young quarterback, they're going to come in. They will have some exotic blitzes to try and confuse him. He needs to know immediately where that quick throw is, where that hot throw is, where that sight adjustment is in case they do blitz. The second thing would be heavy play action pass. Get that run game going. Put it on Najee Harris. Tell the defense, hey, we need you guys to step it up and be a little bit more stout. It might be a little slow, struggling start for our young quarterback because we're going to try and run the ball, lean on that run game. Najee, we're going to need you to kind of pick it up and and fight for those yards, but then that can also help that play-action pass. Throw the ball on first down, not on third down. That will help a young quarterback as well. I I can't stand when uh, when coordinators put their 
their young quarterback or their inexperienced quarterback in bad situations, you run the ball first down, you run the ball a second down, now it's third and 10 or third and 12, and now he's got to throw the ball <laughs> in a bad situation. Because honestly, he's going to try as a competitor, he's going to try and push that ball downfield to pick up that first down. And it takes, it takes a long time, it certainly took me a long time, that, hey, checking it down and playing field position is okay in the NFL. And as a competitor, you know, you're like, hey, I want to get the most out of every single play. And sometimes you force that ball into coverage because you're trying to pick up that first down when in reality you don't need to do it. Check it down, take the easy completion, punt, play the field position, and hopefully you get a turnover and the defensive, uh, the defense can get a turnover, give you better field position, and now you're in, in a better position to maybe try and score. You know, if you've watched any of the Green Bay Packer games over the last three years or so, at times, especially during the playoffs, I've told Mike, it looks like a symphony, the Packers offense. Well, they're struggling Every, right now, you cheat the, 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 so. They are. Yes, they are. They lost Devontae Adams, and I'll tell you what, Devontae Adams was a big part of that. But yeah. we have that piece. We have that Pickens. We have that Deontay right. Johnson. And so the point I'm making is... They have a is, little better receiving core than the Packers do right wh now. Whereas the Packers, a playoff perennial team, almost Super Bowl contender the last several years, offense looks like a symphony. This thing looks like an Oompa Loompa band uh, for Oktoberfest over an Iron City brewery with a bunch of guys going... It's horrible. There is no rhythm. There is no... Well, people have been throwing around the word tempo lately... There is no rhythm, there is no tempo, and again, to me, that goes to the offensive coordinator's lack of ability to know what he's doing. You look at Matt Canada's coaching career, it's always been one season here, one season here, one season no, here. Maybe he was that good and he was moving up. Yeah, right. He was moving horizontally. I think Matt Canada goes the way of Todd Haley, Randy Feekner after this season. I pray he does. I see no hope for this Steelers offense this season, Mike. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, the gauntlet they have to go through in the next couple games is going to determine where they are this season. Well, it's going to be tough. Again, you know, we talked about it earlier. They're going to Buffalo. Then they come home and they got, uh, they got Tom Brady. They got the Buccaneers. They've got a pretty stout defense. Uh, then you have the Miami Dolphins which they have some great corners, one of the best secondaries in the NFL, and that's a high-powered offense. And if the defense doesn't step up, that could get ugly. And then you've got the Philadelphia Eagles, who are 4-0. They're red hot right now. One of the best defenses for causing turnovers. So you're really putting your young quarterback in a disadvantage coming in, and it could be a confidence breaker. Now, if he, if he does well and protects the football and you know maybe win one out of those three with minimal turnovers... Well, now it's a confidence booster because you do have, like, I mean, that's a that's a gauntlet. But I, I just don't, you I don't got like Miami. You got Miami in Miami. Although Steelers Nation will be in Miami. There's no doubt about that. But it's an 8 o'clock game in Miami. Uh, Tom Brady does not like losing, and I don't think he likes status affairs right now and is going to make something happen in Tampa. The Buffalo Bills are a team of destiny. They will eventually get to a Super Bowl. I just don't see it happening. How many wins do we have right now? One. And we got and, how many and, losses? And really, that first so that's one, one in six. was uh, on, on a long snapping Doink! injury. 
doink! And you know, you miss a chip shot. If you don't get a doink so in Cincinnati, you got a little you're luck. 0 4 right there. You got a little now. luck, and you had a heck of a play by Mika Fitzpatrick, and you had a heck of a oh. play by TJ Watt. So they missing TJ Watt. That's hurting big time. You know, maybe the offense doesn't look so bad if TJ Watt is still on the defense, pressuring their quarterback, forcing him to make bad decisions, forcing uh, him to throw the ball to the Pittsburgh Steelers like, the, like Joe Burrow did. And now the offense is getting better field position and not having to struggle so much. All right, so that's how Mike and I saw it this week as we got together. Hey, Steelers Chalk Talk can be found not only here on Fox Sports Wheeling Pittsburgh every Saturday morning at 10 a.m., but if you want to watch some videos, go to YouTube. Just put in Steelers Chalk Talk. Tank Tanlinger, Mike McMahon, and uh, our videos are there. We always try to shoot them down uh, by Heinz Field, Three Rivers Stadium, Akershort, I have another drink, Stadium. Um, some pretty cool backdrops there, but uh, I like to think that Mike and I have great insight, him playing in the NFL, me working for the NFL Players Association, playing left bench at Pitt. You know, it, it kind of gives you some insights that other people don't have into the game. So check out Steelers Chalk Talk, not only here on Fox Sports Wheeling Pittsburgh, but also go to YouTube and you can see our videos there. We're also on Facebook. Send us a hello. Um... Before we get back to Kenny Pickett, I just want to mention something. Um, an old friend of mine, I just talked to him about a month ago about coming on Steelers Chalk Talk to talk about the Steelers' offensive woes. If you listen to the show uh, over the last couple weeks since the beginning of the season, you've heard me talk and advocate that they need to fire the offensive line coach, hire Russ Grimm, Bill Chirpak, and Jim Sweeney. Um. Jim unfortunately passed away last Saturday. Uh, if you're a Pitt Panther or New York Jets fan, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fan, you know who Jim Sweeney was. The Iron Man himself, 16 seasons in the NFL, playing every single position on the offensive line and playing him well, center, guard, even a little tackle. Um, Jim Sweeney was just one of the nicest human beings I've ever met. Only the good die young, they say. Really great guy, 60 years old, five kids, coaching uh, college football up there in Albany, New York. Uh, really sad that Jim has left us so suddenly. Um, he leaves a hole. He leaves a hole in his family's heart, no doubt about it, but his players' heart. He was a player's coach. Everybody loved Jim. He was a good guy, a rare breed these days look you dead in the eyes and tell you how it is one of the reasons i advocated for jim sweeney russ Grimm, and bill chirpak to become the steelers new offensive line coach of course russ Grimm has coached before with the steelers these guys are joe moore disciples joe moore is recognized as the greatest college offensive line coach of all time there's an award named for him uh, given annually by the NCAA to the best offensive line unit, unit, annually. That's pretty high praise for Coach Moore. And for a long time, Coach Moore, one of my favorite coaches of all time, um, put a lot of guys into the NFL. Russ Grimm started out as a quarterback out of high school. Jim Sweeney weighed 195 pounds. And... Uh, uh, Jackie Sherrill didn't quite understand what he saw in Jim Sweeney as a lineman. 
Um, so very sad uh, talk here on Steelers Chalk Talk. Steelers Nation and the family loses another black and gold member in Jim Sweeney. So, look, when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the offensive woes and why I'm putting it all on Mike Tomlin because he is the one, ladies and gentlemen, who hired, yeah, Todd Haley, Randy Feekner, now Matt Canada, leading us to the unpromised lands. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Welcome back to Steelers Chalk Talk here on Fox Sports Wheeling, Pittsburgh. I am your host, Tank Tanlinger. You can hear us every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Or check out Steelers Chalk Talk on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, YouTube. YouTube. It's this newfangled thing. On the computer, you type in YouTube. YouTube. No, Y-O-U, tube. You know that. Come on. Go to YouTube, Steelers Chalk Talk, and look for Tank Tantlinger, Mike McMahon. You can see our videos breaking down, well, the Steelers' state of affairs this year. The quarterback, Mike McMahon, got to join me earlier in the week, and we talked about this Steelers' offensive woes. I'm pinning it all on Mike Tomlin. Yeah, your offensive woes. You got to take a huge step back. Okay? Mike Tomlin hired Todd Haley. Mike Tomlin hired Randy Feekner. Mike Tomlin has hired Matt Canada. Now, the quarterback, Mike McMahon, and I got into a long discussion about this. Well, Mike doesn't live in the past. I see things in totality. I don't know. Okay, I'll I'll give Coach Tomlin an out. Then who the hell is hiring these offensive coordinators? Todd Haley was a moron, an egotistical jackass, who, when he got into trouble, ran Le'Veon Bell to death. Now, how you get in trouble with the killer bees, remember, prior to Antonio Brown going goofy after Burfitt knocked him senseless? And, oh, who was that quarterback we had? Ben Roethlisberger was his name. Roethlisberger? I forget. Ben. And Le'Veon Bell, the killer bees, behind that incredible offensive line, David DeCastro. Pouncey, Foster, Villanueva, the Rangers lead all the way. Your Steelers should have been to two Super Bowls. Todd Haley didn't know what the hell he was doing. That's why he ran Le'Veon Bell up in Buffalo 30-some times. No wonder Le'Veon Bell left and wanted more money. 
I mean, if you were going to run the wheels off them like they said they were, and they were, I want paid. I want paid to get my body beat up and get CTE and be broken up. I don't blame Le'Veon for leaving. Could have done it better, but... Randy Feekner was no offensive coordinator. He was Ben's friend. He has no job right now. The only reason Todd Haley has a job is because he lives close to the Tampa Bay USFL team. Matt Canada has never held a coaching job more than one year. He had a two-year stint where he was made an interim head coach. I don't know how. This guy has no clue what he's doing. So it doesn't matter if it's Mitch Trubisky, a C-plus, B-minus quarterback, or K-N-E, K-N-E in this offense. You got a problem. His name is Matt Canada. So it doesn't matter. Oh, okay, it'll matter a little until Kenny gets hurt. And Trubisky's got to go in, or maybe they'll go to Mason Rudolph at that point. Steelers Nation, it's Tank and Mike for Steelers Shock Talk. You know, Mike, Juju, who I love, knocked Vontez Perfect Juju out. Juju doesn't play for the Steelers anymore. I know Juju doesn't play for the Steelers, but he may have given you the best insight into this Steelers organization over the last, I don't know, six years since we've been under all these offensive coordinators. Juju goes down under your former coach, Andy Reid, and says he's learned more about offense under Andy Reid in five or six months than he did his entire time in Pittsburgh. You go from Todd Haley, who never played football in his life, played college golf, Randy Feetner. What's wrong with college golf? College golf is fine, but it doesn't lend itself to being an NFL coordinator, obviously, under Todd Haley. Randy Feetner. Ben's best friend, that's why they make him offensive coordinator. Now they got Matt Ottawa, Matt Nova Scotia, Matt Canada, whatever the hell his name is, running these jet sweeps every other play. Mike, I think Juju's insight into the Steelers' offense collectively since his time in Pittsburgh is spot on and has been the Achilles heel with this team over the last five or six years, going back to Haley. Yeah, well, first and foremost, you know what's going to be said if that question is brought up to Coach Tomlin. He's going to say, well, we don't listen to the outside noise. And rightfully so. He shouldn't. But internally, he should start thinking about, like, hey, if that's the case, what's going on in my offensive meeting rooms? And as a head coach, I know Coach Tomlin is more of a defensive football guy. Does he go into the offensive room? Does he understand that there are better offensive guys out there that can explain the offense, that can explain different splits, releases, coverages, what we're trying to do, how to manipulate defenses? This Is the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers the past so many years getting that done, or are they just looking over that and just kind of calling up plays and drawing lines just to draw lines? Look, it's all about winning championships. And I know a lot of you don't like to go back through the past history. Tomlin doesn't. He doesn't live in the past. But look, this is a collective loss 
over six years. They, under my opinion, they should have been to two Super Bowls under Todd Haley. That he offense did. with the Killer Beast was incredible. Well, yeah, Todd he, Haley didn't get the job done. Yeah, you, now you're going back a couple years, and, uh, and quite. Honestly, I have to. Though. They were the probably the most underachieving, most talented team in the NFL. Uh, they they couldn't get past Belichick or Brady, whoever it is. We'll find out. They lost to the the Patriots already this year. They have Tom Brady uh, in two weeks, you know, so we'll see. Is it Brady? Is it Belichick? Or was it both? Look, Mike just used the word underachieving. Underachieving. Well, as far as I'm concerned, we're underachieving again offensively. First of all, this offense is towards the bottom of the league in passing, rushing, overall offense. How is that possible when you've got a talented crew of wide receivers? You played for the Lions, you played for the Eagles. Imagine if you had Fryermuth. Imagine if you had Deontay. Well, Claypool, get his head on straight. When I was in Philly, we had a, a we were very fortunate to have a good tight end in LJ Smith. He was a phenomenal tight end. Uh, big physical guy, but you know, he could run. He was like a receiver at that tight end spot. But I do like Fryermuth and he can he can get open and uh, I think they need to utilize him more. And I think they need to utilize Pickens more. What about Pickens Lickens, man? I love this kid! That guy is aggressive. He goes up. He catch, He makes the big catches. He makes the combat catches. He's not afraid to get dirty in the run game and block. He is a bigger version of your Heinz Ward. Uh, now, with that being said, they do like Deontay Johnson. I do like him as well. But get him more on some misdirection stuff. Feed Pickens more. And Claypool, quite honestly, I think he was damaged ever since he kind of got involved with the whole... Uh, TikTok, Juju, social media stuff. He's got to he grow up. Focus. Uh, but to me, Pickens has to be a lot more a part of the offense as well as Friermuth. They have the talent. Najee, okay, maybe he's running uh, a little banged up, a little dinged up. That's because you ran him to death last year. He comes into this year maybe not so healthy. This other second-tier running back they have is great. Mm -hmm. Trubitsky. And I'm talking. He's not the issue. He's, he's not, not the issue. Not That's the exactly issue. right. Now, here's the thing. You can help him out. You have this great tight end. You have this great running back. And you have that big physical receiver. Why not do some more play action pass? There was a segment this past week they were talking about uh, with the how the Dolphins, with the motions and the formations, and how that can help a young quarterback like Tua, how you can help. Uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo with the motion formations in the Rams, how they uh, mix it up, the formations and the motions. By doing all that, and the quarterback turns his back and shows that football, once he turns back around, he's not getting confused. You know, I think it was Matt Hasselback, you know, you're not getting confused by that first defensive look, and then all of a sudden they switch it on you. You're actually turning your back, and now you're faking it, so now when you come back around, you really have a one to two one to two read to a check down. And so therefore it's a little bit easier, not to mention you're getting those linebackers to suck up a little bit. So I think they need to go back to that play action pass a little bit more, feature fire moves, feature pickings, and then you can use Deontay Johnson and Claypool more of your downfield game. But I think they need to get back to play action pass and, and help by doing so. You're gonna help the offensive line, you're gonna help Najee Harris in the run game, yep. you're gonna help everything. But it is not Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, he might need to force the ball downfield a little bit more, push it up the field a little bit more, be a, not not be so conservative. But he's not the issue. Last week, 
Everyone wanted Pickett to come in the game, but his first pass was an interception into a two-deep safety high that he had no business throwing. And I get he's trying to make something happen. He's a young guy. But next thing you know, they get an interception. They get the ball on a short field. They punch it in. Everyone thinks Pickett's turned the team around. No, it was a defense. They made a big play. It was 10-6. In a perfect situation, you know, I look back to my career. I was in Carolina. They promised me. They drafted Joey Harrington. Hey, I know he's a first-round draft pick, but we're going to give you the first six games to prove yourself. It was a 0-0 game against uh, the Carolina Panthers, and we're on their own 20, and, you know, it was a hard-fought game. And the Carolina Panthers that year had the number two defense ranked in the, in the NFL. That You know, they, they just kind of became that team. They go to the Super Bowl, and because they were the Carolina Panthers of the last year, they thought, well, we're not moving the football. It's a 0-0 game. Let's put Harrington in. First play, picked. Taken back for six points. Oh, Mike, get back in there. We just, we just <laughs> clean up the mess. Points. Exactly. And so now you do that, and they get a little momentum, and everyone thinks Pickett turned around. That was a 10-6 game, and it really it wasn't Pickett so much. It was the defense. They picked up their play, and now there's some talk about the defense going into the uh, head coach's uh, office saying, we want Kenny Pickett. He gives us a better chance to win. Well, hey, listen, you're the players. I'm the coach. Don't worry about what the offense is doing. Worry about yourself. Be a better defense. The goal is have them score less points than <laughs> what they do. So you got as a defense, you got to play better. Don't worry about what the quarterback situation is doing. Move the camera just a little bit. Make sure our sounds okay. Hate to lose it. Mike, I agree with everything you said, but. The reason I started out with Juju is, again, Matt Canada's offense. All right, now correct me if I'm wrong. You played at the pro level. No, I didn't. <laughs> yes, you did. So, look. I clipboard held at the pro level. Hey, but you got a paycheck to go with clipboard holding. Here's the thing, okay? These jet sweeps that Canada likes to run. Secondly, the first four games, he's got Trubisky. Follow me on this. Grabbing the ball, the offensive line slides to the right or slides to the left. Trubisky runs 10 yards to the right to find a receiver. What you've done, if you break the field down into thirds, this third, middle third, this third. You heard consistently through the first four games, where's the long ball, where's the middle of the field? Correct me if I'm wrong. There's an old adage as a quarterback, never throw back across the field. Never throw across your body. Unless you're Patrick Mahomes or right. Josh Allen. Yes, and Trubisky is not that. So, the flawed Matt Canada has him sprinting this way or sprinting that way, eliminating two-thirds of the field. This side, the middle of the field, thus eliminating two or three receivers. So Mitch Trubisky, Mike, should be a drop back in the pocket quarterback giving him access to all those beautiful skill players we just talked about instead of breaking it down to one third part of the field drop back now i got Fryermuth crossing uh-oh linebackers on him yeah, let me go to my secondary to play action game but here's the thing uh, yes the reason, the why, action the reason why he's doing that is because he's an idiot no no it goes to a, a different issue and more of a personnel issue he is moving the launch point for the quarterback to help protect the offensive line. Absolutely. The offensive line Absolutely. So you have to move the launch point. So you get But it's not working. I look, we all know the offensive line is a step better than last year. But after four Are they? Are they? 
Well, I think it's the head coach. It was a little bit better at rushing the ball last year. We'll talk about the offensive line in a second. Here's the point, though. It's not working. Again, you're still sitting at the bottom of the league offensively. Four games into this, and Canada hasn't figured out. He's going to turn this offense, regardless of the offensive line being what it is, into a drop-back offense. Now, in regards to the offensive line, I am adamant about this. I've said it on the radio show several times, okay? I like the new offensive line coach. I got to meet with him in La Trobe. He doesn't know how to coach the offensive line any more than the statue of Mr. Rogers that we're looking at right now. This offensive line has two players that could be pretty solid. Kevin the Bulldozer. All right, welcome back to Steelers Chalk Talk here on Fox Sports Wheeling Pittsburgh. I'm Tank Tantlinger. Join us every Saturday morning to talk about the state of the nation with your black and gold. Yeah, man. I know you're optimistic. I know you're optimistic. You got to be. Life knocks you on your third point of contact at one and three and at the bottom of the division. You got to be optimistic. Yeah, I said one and three at the bottom of the division. That's what I said. Yep. Yeah, really sucks. Cleveland, two and two. Cincinnati, two and two. <laughs> the Ravens, two and two. Your Pittsburgh Steelers sitting there at one and three. So, I have to be optimistic. I have to be optimistic that... I don't know, that Matt Canada is suddenly going to pick up a book at the bookstore called Play, Calling Plays for Dummies. Now they have those books, you know, Computer Repair for Idiots, Transmission Repair for Idiots, VHS, Fixing the Clock, The Timer for Idiots. Maybe they have a book called Calling Offenses for Idiots that Matt Canada could pick up. Kenny Pickett, is he going to give you something different? Yeah, he's more athletic. I'll tell you this. When I was watching camp from the sidelines, just a very simple drill, one-on-one drill, four quarterbacks, quarterback, coach, and a defensive player. Coach says, hut, hut. The defensive player makes a straight line at the quarterback as if he's dropping back in the pocket. And it was just a simple move that all four quarterbacks were supposed to do. A duck under the defender, step up, and hit a receiver. Some athletes, especially pro athletes, have quick twitch muscles. They're just a little quicker. Pro boxer. Throws that right hand just a little quicker than the other guy. Mike Tyson throws that devastating left hook just a little quicker. There's a quick twitch muscle that made Michael Jordan the greatest basketball player of all time. As I watched the progressions day in, day out of this drill, Kenny Pickett has that quick twitch. Just a little quick twitch. You noticed it, man. It was there. It was the same quick tit that allowed him last year to pretend as if he was taking a knee 
during the pit game and stood right back up and took off down the field. For you pit fans, you know the play. It, it's the play of his college career probably got him in the Heisman contention. Kenny Pickett went 10 for 13 last week. Three interceptions. Two really bad. We'll call it on adrenaline. Two touchdowns rushing for Kenny. Here's the thing. Unless Matt Canada runs a traditional drop back into the pocket passing offense, and allows Pickett to go through his progressions, allows him to run when necessary, nothing's going to change. They're still going to be the team at the bottom of the league. Yeah, they're in the bottom three in both categories. Rushing, receiving, oh yeah, and points. Total points on the season. Najee's got to get healthy. Start throwing to George Pickens. Start throwing to Fryermuth in the middle of the field. This is all if Matt Canada can put his hubris aside and figure out that the offense he was calling that led us to one and three doesn't work. Please get us a new offensive coordinator. Dear Santa Claus, Tanky would like a new offensive coordinator and a pair of Steelers underwear for Christmas. Dear Santa, I'm sending this letter on October 8th. Uh, two months before Christmas because I really need you to send the offense coordinator now! <laughs> My wish list, right? So look, there are some positive things going on with your Pittsburgh Steelers right now. Mike McMahon, the quarterback, and I talked about those earlier in the week. Steelers Nation, it's Tank and Mike for Steelers Chalk Talk. You know, there's a lot of negativity in the air these days. Mike, I want to talk about the positive things going on with this Steelers team right now. At 1-3, and three, there are some positive things going on. I really like, and I'm sorry that Tyson Alawalu has not been able to come back from this injury. I like this offensive defensive line, even though TJ's hurt right now. This defensive line, the last game against the Jets, got a push. They got a push into the offensive line. I know it's not Reggie White. I know it's not, uh, uh, you know, the fearsome foursome and Doug Deacon or even your beloved Steelers, Steel Curtain. But I do like this defensive line. I love Adams right now. T.J. Watt comes back. Who knows what this defensive you line need, will be able to do. You need T.J. Watt back. Oh. Because here's the thing. Was it really great play by the defensive line, or was it the New York Jets? Well, Bad that is a great line. question. And so, it's one game. Now, will that carry over? And you'll be able to chance, T.J. Watt won't be back for a couple more games. You'll be able to chance to see how good that defensive line is coming up against the Buffalo Bills, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, against the Miami Dolphins, and against the Philadelphia Eagles with Jalen Hurts. There is no doubt that you have a future Hall of Famer on this defense right now. And I'm not even talking about T.J. Watt. If Minka Fitzpatrick continues to play at the high level, he's playing at 
And if this Steelers defense gives him some help at inside linebacker, Ter Terrell Edmonds is out of here next season. He does, how the hell can you have a safety who doesn't like to hit people? Minka Fitzpatrick is playing out of his mind right now. Yeah, you know, he's the one bright spot. And it's a shame because, you know, every once in a while you see him on film maybe getting burned a little bit here and there, but it's because he's got no help. He's trying to make all the plays right now. He doesn't have that pass rush that he had with T.J. Watt. When you have T.J. Watt in the game, T.J. Watt's going to draw an extra line. It's going to make the rest of the D-line look better because you're going to draw those double teams. And then every once in a while when they do single him up, you're going to see T.J. Watt disrupt the pass rush and, and disrupt the timing uh, of the passing game and get after that quarterback. You know, since Ryan Shazier went down, the Steelers have been, well, searching their kingdom for a solid inside linebacker. Mouse Jack, I am pleasantly surprised of. I thought he was going to go the way of Bostic, uh, Joe Shirt, Strawberry Sherbert last year. I did not know what we were going to have in Mouse Jack. I oh, love his players so Very good. far. I like his play as well. Uh, he was proven down in uh, Jacksonville, and I think he's carried it up over here. But again, he needs help. He needs help on that defensive line. I think they really do. Yeah, this week was good. You know, you get after the quarterback, but it was the Jets. Let's see how it happens in the next four weeks. And I will say, once T.J. Watt comes back, you will see a difference in that defensive line. And then, therefore, you will see a difference in the linebacker play and a difference in the secondary. Because when T.J. Watt is in there, we talked about it, draws extra guys over to help protect the quarterback. So now that the rest of the D-line can get after the quarterback, if they single it up, T.J. Watt's going to get after him. And if he doesn't make the sack, he's going to disrupt the timing of the pass, force it to come out early, and that's when Fitzpatrick's going to make all those big plays and force turnovers. And don't forget about another guy who's just been consistently solid the last couple of years. I really love the play of Cam Sutton. He's turning into a leader. He's solid. He's not threatened by some of these better wide receivers in the league going right at them. So there are some positives on the defensive side of the ball for you to look about. And of course, Steely McBean looks great. They, they washed his uniform before the mascot with the... The three most positives to me, you know, on the whole team, obviously you got that D-line once you get T.J. Watt back and yep. you have Fitzpatrick, those are positive. Don't forget your tight end and your, your receiver pickings. Listen, I know you got Deontay Johnson. I know you paid him. I know you think he's the guy. Give Pickens more opportunities to catch the football and get the ball in his hands. He will help the quarterback position. He will help the O-line. You got Fryermuth. You have a big, big receiver in Pickens. And you have Najee Harris. Those three guys right there are the big pieces of the offense. I don't think it's Deontay Johnson so much, and I don't think it's Claypool. I think you got to feed the tight end and the big receiver Pickens. Mike, you played with some of the league's very best of all times, Terrell Owens. Who else, wide receiver-wise? Oh, I played with T.O., Ozakine, Bill Schroeder. Uh, quite a few good ones. Okay. That catch that Pickens made up in Cleveland, that isn't just per chance. That isn't just, oh, he made a lucky no, catch. No, here's the thing. That he, was if you pure back, talent. If you go back, and, and this is the sad thing, it, it, you, you can't go back to the to the film of this season because he's not getting enough balls. That's right. But if you go back to his college career and, and, and in practice, his tape, his game tape, 
time and time again, you'll see all of a sudden these clips are coming out on social media of him making these amazing one-handed yep. catches. Yep. You gotta feed that guy the football. Oh my ball. God. He's gonna catch the ball. Yeah, I like DeAndre Johnson. He's shifty. He can move, but he does have a case of the drops here and there. Oh yeah. We all know about it. How hard he's worked at it. But again, he's not. He should not be your number one. He's your shifty, your number two guy. Get Pickens to be your number one guy. I would love for Chase Claypool to get his head out of his third point of contact and realize that he has the speed, he has the size, he has the hands, he has the attributes, but it just seems like his immaturity is, in, like with Deontay's hands, it's it's Claypool's immaturity. You know, and here, here's, a, here's a, a good thing, you know, you see the immaturity, it kind of, uh, it comes out on the field, it kind of, it, it, it shows up you know with the social media stuff and we know what the issue was with Antonio Brown and how yeah he's nuts yes oh there's Speak, one of his screws right there speaking there's with, another one of Antonio's with screws. one of his former teammates and, and Vince Williams will stand by this he said I've never seen anyone work harder when it came to football AB when it came that's right he said we were it was, it was a great story about AB maybe a little nutty because we know that, but it shows you his dedication to football. And now he needs a real back in mentally, but they're out in L.A. They were going out to a party. He shows up. Vince Williams, I'm dressed up. I'm ready to go. A.B. comes out. He's like, hey, where's your running shoes? I'm going to go do some hills. A.B., it's 1130 at night. This is a party going on. Well, I'm going to go do some hills right now. I was like, I don't have any clothes. Well, I'll give you some stuff. He's like, no, I'm good. A.B. goes out, runs hills in the Hollywood Hills. Finishes up, showers, it's around 12.30. Now, okay, now it's time to go party. Now it's time to relax. Vince Williams is like, man, this guy is nuts. He wants to work at 11.30 at night while a party is going on just to get a couple extra hill sprints in. So he said when it came to football, he know, knew how to reel it in. He knew how to read those defenses. He knew how to do all that stuff. And here's the thing. He learned from T.O. Now, T.O., off the field, one of the nicest guys, one of the best teammates I've ever had. But the media can kind of push his buttons and, and get him going. And T.O. needed to reel that back in a little bit. But T.O. learned from Jerry Rice. So Jerry Rice uh -huh. passed his techniques to T.O. T.O. passed his techniques to Antonio Brown. And, yeah, the immaturity was there off the field with A.B. But when it came to football, he was mature and he knew how to handle his business. Now, all the other stuff aside, well, you know, you he know. needed to reel it back in. Claypool, he needs to reel that he back does. in, and he needs to refocus. And listen, if you want to do that stuff off the field, so be it. But when it comes time to football, you got to refocus. Tighten you got to push in, you know, push to that next level because otherwise, you're just going to be a guy that's going to be out of the league here pretty soon that had a great talent but never reached his full potential because he didn't put that talent to work. A lot of guys like that. I'll leave this with the AB situation. Ten to one, that story that Vince told you was pre-perfect hit on AB <laughs> and know. second of all regardless of what AB is doing now and whatever he did here for the Steelers always remember his Christmas reception that gave us the Christmas miracle in this stadium against the dreaded Ravens alright until next week I'm Tank he is Mike for Steelers Chalk Talk we'll see what happens this week any predictions? Pain I think last year they surprised the Buffalo Bills in that first game. I don't think, I think Buffalo remembers that, and I don't think they're going to let this one slide. I think they're going to, I think they're going to put it on.
brother, I'm I'm calling it 37 to six. The Bills. So you're saying, so you're saying, take the Bills with it, even though the Steelers are probably going to get what 14 and the and, and the wings also. Till next time. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.